Welcome back to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. My name is Ava Arani and I'm your host. Today I want to share with you an excerpt from our Functional Meditation Workshop, um, which is a free workshop that we gave in the Functional Spirituality Facebook group. So if you haven't checked that out, search that on Facebook and we are giving live meditation trainings in there. Um, The next one should be at the end of August and it was absolutely amazing. And for all of those listening who attended, thank you so much for the energy that you brought in during this past week. Today I'm sharing with you the excerpt from day five, which was about heart circles. Um, So I hope you find it a rich discussion about group relational healing And I hope that this is just the start of a journey towards more presence, love, and compassion in your relationships through both formal and informal forms of training yourself. Enjoy. What I want to share about now is absolutely huge. And it's basically a way of facilitating deep consciousness and deep transformation and deep presence into daily life and it's called heart circles (laughs) so yes heart circles it's a real thing it's a beautiful um facilitation style developed by someone called tej steiner and you can go to heartcircle.com and read all about it and i want to tell you a little story about my experience with heart circle and if you're doing the teacher training with us at the moment you know you just heard this the other week and um, actually our our teacher training course in Fremantle has been, um, you know, interrupted with the COVID issues and we've got three more weeks left together and all we're doing is heart circling. So, and I've explained to them why it's so important, but let me share you a story about heart circles. So a long time ago, I was in the Hridaya Yoga Center in Mexico And this was in 2013, so a little while ago. I went there for a three-month-long program, a three-month retreat. And, you know, it was an intensive period every single day, you know, 10 hours a day, yoga and meditation. And we had three 10-day silent meditation retreats inside that period. And, you know, we had the teacher and lots of Q&A, lots of live teachings continuously in this amazing, beautiful group. There was about 30 of us even, I think, a big group. And every Friday we had to do heart circles. So heart circles were, you know, a, a, a guy was facilitating this. He had, he had studied it and he decided it would be a good idea to bring it in. And every Friday he would facilitate this space and all 30 of us would sit together and we would just kind of share um spontaneously what was alive for us in that moment so you know as you're going around the circle of course every moment everything's changing but in that moment you kind of tune in and just express and we would then break up into smaller groups and you know set an intention and it was to really expand these qualities of the heart of of trust and love and non-reactivity and I hated it. It was so tedious. It was so awkward. It felt so forced. There was this strange silence, you know, no one's really talking. And 
we're, we're talking, but it's not really a conversation. And it I was like, everyone's faking it. Like, what is this? Um, no one could be liking this, you know, like this, you're pretending this is not enjoyable for anyone. It couldn't be, you know, it was so excruciating and what a waste of time, you know, and we were doing such deep, deep spiritual practice and long form silent meditation and and then here we are, Aruza's just put in the comment box, oh Lord, you know, because she's been a part, you know, of so many spaces, of group spaces that we've held together and um, heart circles are always a part of it. So I'll tell you what else was happening for me at this time. At this time, I'd also signed up for one of those um, like sister circles pyramid schemes where you go in and you give a lot of money or nowadays because they're still going on and it's a pyramid scheme. So, you know, be wary of that. Um, and nowadays the, the amount of money is smaller. But when I joined, the amount of money was colossal. And I had just joined one of these um sister circles and what we would do is every single week and we were in it for like three years and i had just joined just before this program this um circle it was called circle and i just joined it and some of my um dearest teachers were in the group and some women that i really really expect um respected and really loved were doing this circle so i was like yep i'm in i want to hear what this is about and i want to be a part of this um apparently transformational um, circle. And what we would do is every single week we would get on a one hour call. All of us from across the world would tune into like a conference line back then, you know, it wasn't even Skype. It was like a conference line and we would call in from our phones or the Wi-Fi. all of us in these crazy places without good Wi-Fi. We would call in and everyone's on mute. Someone starts the circle, a little drop in meditation. <laughs> and then everyone's on mute you drop in and then you're on mute and then it's just who who's gonna go so someone would unmute themselves and share and then they mute themselves again and the next person would share and I was also like uh, you know at least like at least at that time you know no one's watching me I can potter around or I can do some yoga or I could, you know I don't really have to listen I can just wait for my turn and then give a little share or not share that day and stuff so what happened a few weeks into this, I'd say a month or so, you know, alongside this deep meditation practice, something clicked in the heart circle. In the smaller groups, you know, in the group of four, I didn't even really like all the people in my group, you know, but in the smaller group of four, something shifted. And I, I started to get drawn in to the person that was talking and sharing. And I could feel feel that they were sharing vulnerably or you know they were sharing from their heart whatever that means but something inside me was drawn to be present and I could feel the healing of being present I could feel a healing inside myself of being of being able to empty and being able to listen to another human being while I was present and while I was present, not just physically there, not just emotionally there, not just there in my mind and in my reactions, 
but some part, the, the part that I had been accessing and cementing in my meditation practice was there while they were talking. And then I was curious and I was interested and it became the experiment and the practice that it was meant to be where I was there and I was like, can I listen? Can I listen without thinking? Can I be in silence? And it was so awkward because it's so new and, and relating is one of the most conditioned parts of our lived experience. How we relate, you know, is so conditioned. It is just patterns of behavior, how we relate. So relating in this other way felt so significant and was such a huge shift for me. For me to, and it, I wasn't forcing it. Somehow presence was being drawn out of me. Normally in my meditation, it was me as an ego going in to find the presence. And in this situation, the presence was being drawn out. I was being motivated and called to just listen, to open my heart and to somehow, you know, breathing through my heart. I, it, it was spontaneous. I, I wanted to offer love to them. And it's a little bit crazy that that is so novel and was so new and was such a breakthrough for me that I had never really listened before to anybody in my life, really listened. And, and it taught me how to listen and be empty. And that was a training, not just for how I listen to people, but how I listen to life. Everything in our life is a relationship. All of us want to run away to the Himalayas. All of us don't want to work anymore. All of us want to run away to the country or to the forest. No one wants to relate to life. And they think that not relating to life is the cure for life. But that's not the case. No matter what, you are going to need to relate to people, to your thoughts, to the body, to the wind, to the circumstances of life. And why not put yourself in the, you know, in the ring, in the training ground? Why would you wait for, you know, the results to, you know, hoping that the results will just come if you meditate enough? You know, it, it's not enough to, to practice the philosophy. If I gave you access to these videos forever, um, you would just, you could just listen to the videos and at some point you'd be able to say every single thing that I've said and articulate it in every single way that I've articulated it. But it's not a real lived experience. You don't take it into the relationships. It starts to come in from the thoughts and integrate into your frameworks. But the change that we want is in our behavior. It's not only in the thoughts. It's not just the philosophy. I'm going to speak about this tomorrow when we speak about, you know, how to actually do this and how the dynamic works of a, of a real transformation. Um, these two um, components that are so important. I'll, I'll touch on them more tomorrow. But heart circles, like I was speaking about before, these heart circles are a training ground for how to relate to our lives. And they have been massive. They've, after that, all my friendships changed. 
the way I related to community completely changed and I started to understand the significance of community and I've never stopped since then. Since then, something has unlocked about community and it has nothing to do with um, social enjoyment. It has to do with deep, relevant spiritual practice. And it's not just about, okay, how can I live my life where I'm not in pain and suffering? It's about how can I realize the truth of my existence in the most complete way so that it, you know, is so embodied. So, you know, relation, group relational healing isn't just so we're not broken. It's not just for the ones of us who feel broken or who feel traumatized. Group relational healing is a doorway or group relating is a doorway into deep spiritual practice. In Buddhism, there is the idea of the triple gem, the three jewels of a spiritual practice, the three graces, these three gifts, these three pillars, the Buddha, the Sangha, and the Dharma. So the Buddha, the enlightenment itself, the, the real presence that we really are, the Buddha nature, our natural state is a gem and is vital to know that for our whole spiritual practice. We need to know about this Buddha nature, this emptiness, infinite nature. The Dharma is the teaching in Buddhism. So Dharma is how does this work? What is the coherent understanding that we can study and understand? And what is this wisdom that can develop inside of us? And the third is the Sangha, the spiritual community that holds you accountable, that supports you, the people around you that uplift you and give you feedback and trigger you and and are the mirror and the and the support the loving support the people who are aligned with you like-minded people the people who are are motivated and inspired and are resonating with the same thing that you are i never got that i was like okay sangha but what about the buddha and the dharma you know the buddha nature and the dharma the wisdom teaching that you know, as an, as an intellectual person, as someone who is interested in scholarly pursuits and academic pursuits and, and knowledge and understanding in the science and the philosophy, you know, that's, that's where, that's my background. And I was like, the Dharma, just feed it to me, you know, just have, I used to have my teacher's recordings just playing, you know, and just go to as I'd go to every single satsang and every single teaching every single week to you know what the teacher was saying and just you know mainline it in I just loved it so much I could feel it reorganizing my conditioning the it the wisdom teachings were resonating with my own meditation practice oh my god it felt so good and I get it and it, I'm understood and I understand and what a deep connection there. And then of course the Buddha nature, this, the heart space and this sense of um, pure existence and this depth. Oh my God, it was so good. But Sangha really talking to people, you know, hanging around and, you know, um, <laughs> I just hated it and I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe that's not for me. And heart circles change that for me and 
you know, the unfortunate thing with a lot of the programs I've, I've run is that I haven't had long enough to really force and to hold that space where we are going to do this group relational practice until you get it. And until you get that real shift that I got that completely sent ripples into every part of my life, into all my friendships. I, I loved my friends in a way I had never loved my friends before. You know, I had loved my partners before. And even, even then it, it, it's been Jared, you know, the whole time. And I'd never loved him before. I couldn't believe how much I loved him. It opened up this deep love and this deep connection that only comes with community and with spiritual community. I love that, Jules, and you know, you're going to make me cry because <laughs> it's so um it's so meaningful. It's so relevant. You know, Jules says my spiritual growth would be so stunted without community connection and and you know, I had heard this many times before and I still don't believe, you know, unless someone tells me exactly the way that you know, they articulate it the way that I can hear it, you know, because I had friends before and I really loved my partners before and I really loved people before, you know, but it, it changed when the heart opened and the heart opened, the way the heart opens in relationship with another human being or with a small group of um, beings or a large group of beings or just another being, when the heart opens in that way, it's so significant and so vital for the spiritual practice. So the qualities that we want our spiritual practice to give us, we want to have more trust in life and more faith that, you know, we've, we've known this in the more um, grounded times in our life, We've known, even in difficulty, those times where you felt grounded, you felt that you can trust life, that everything is okay, and that everything is inherently beautiful. You, you felt that before, and you want that more in your life. You want more trust. You want more faith. Those are the outcomes and the results of your spiritual practice that you really want. You want more love and openness and, and non-reactivity. You want more detachment so you're not clinging so tightly to the people and the circumstances and the goals. Instead of just wanting those things, we can actually practice them in a moment when there's a human being in front of you. So in a moment, instead of hoping for trust, stop thinking when they're talking to you and just trust. Or, you know, without all of those words, just being present with the heart open. So, you know, breathing through the heart space. If you're able to, you know, they're not looking or it's it's um, a relationship where it's reasonable for you to do so, you can actually close the eyes and put a hand and, and reconnect. So, you know, after this video, know, I want you to know that this is a capacity that can come into relationship. That would be an informal practice. Also, what's really important is formal practices. So something like heart circles or Catherine's studying something 
I think the word for it is open facilitation. Maybe you can explain a little bit more about that, Catherine. And, you know, the work that Catherine does um, with people who have serious traumas and, you know, psychological instabilities, it's so important. And she is completely, you know, you know, you can see all of her comments. She's going crazy for heart circles. She loves heart circles because she's an intelligent woman and she's studied the processes and after all of her study, after years of study, she's realized that this is the key somehow. And we can do all of our meditation and all of those help. You know, it, it, it's helpful in those quiet periods of silent meditation to know what that should feel like when you're in relationship. And then you need to practice it and, and bring it into relationship. And that's when you actually start to feel the nuances that you could never have felt with your time in silence, with the eyes closed in meditation and silent retreat, you could never really feel what it's like, how it's like to be put in practice and to feel the nuances and the direct feedback that you get when you're relating with someone and your heart is open and you're actually listening. The, the nuances and the feedback you get of how you feel in the body and how natural it is and how the person responds. It's incredible how a person responds in front of you when you are listening. I'm going to read a short poem right now. So if, you ha if it's available for you, please close your eyes. I want to read this poem about emptiness and empathy by Chung Su, which I read in the retreat. Again, just about this power, it's, it's actually come um, a quote or a poem um, that I found in the Nonviolent Communication book by Marshall Rosenberg, and he explains about how to listen. And he explains it, you know, he's a psychologist, he explains how to listen for, you know, healing and for conflict resolution. And again, this is all about optimizing our lives. And there's this beautiful quote and I want to read it to you now. So please close your eyes if it's available. The hearing that is only in the ears is one thing. The hearing of your understanding is another. But the hearing of the spirit isn't limited to any one faculty, not the ears or the mind. Hence, it demands the emptiness of all the faculties. And when the faculties are empty, then the whole being listens. And then there is a direct grasp of what is right there before you that could never have been heard with your ears or understood with your mind. So being able to empty ourselves of the person, of the thoughts, is a way of filling ourselves with presence and listening. And exactly like Jules just said, you know, community gives you resilience. This is not just for healing and for people who are hurt or people who are weak. There's, you know, if we're getting real, the reason that you're here and watching this video is because you, you're interested in optimizing your life. You want more from your life and I'm happy to tell you that that's not a problem. So you want to optimize how you feel in your life, the results that you get from every effort that you put in. 
the way that you relate, your deep spiritual practice. There's so many areas of the life that you can optimize and you're interested in that. That is what this work is directed for. You know, heart circles, meditation, all of this is about finding ways to bring the power that is our presence. As Catherine said, that presence power. Finding a way to bring that into our life is the power. Like I said, that Dr. David Hawkins book about power versus force. You know, we you can put effort in and you will get results. But there's a way to optimize your results. And that comes from developing presence. And this is definitely by far one of the most beautiful ways of doing that. And like I said, I bring in heart circles into everything that I do now. And a lot of other people do just sitting in circle and hearing and listening. What Catherine just said, being seen and heard in our truth in that moment heals not only ourselves, but the entire group. A field gets created and and the work that I'm really interested in and the teachings that I'm kind of um, binging on at the moment are all about this kind of group relational healing that right now on this live video, live video is so cool. We're creating a field. Our consciousness, you know, this technology of our brain and our minds, we're plugging in to this field. It's so, it's the most significant thing that we could do with our our moments, but with our brains and with our thoughts. We're plugging into a certain intention and a field is being created. Consciousness is tuning into one thing. And instead of just being one person holding the consciousness, it's spreading through the group. And, you know, I was speaking to Jared yesterday just about how stressful our lives are sometimes and can be that each individual of our community, so that every individual in your family and in your community each of us is carrying the burden of the entire world, you know, or as all the burdens that you're carrying used to be shared. The accountability for the planet and for the community and for yourselves and for your livelihood and your survival and your finances and your comfort, the accountability and responsibility for that used to be shared through a community. And now it's all bared on the individual shoulders and it is so destructive and for some of us it's more subtle it's not so overt as a trauma but for a lot of us it's felt as a really overt trauma of um of of you know that sense of being burnt out by the weight of everything that we're carrying responsibility for and there's a lot of speak about empathetic people but we're all on that spectrum of feeling the more and more we care the more we're invested the more somehow it's a it's a burden we're placing on ourselves and i see it so much in my community of people who care deeply and that's their downfall. That can't be the case. There needs to be a different way of relating to this. Um, thanks. Um, I also think this is beautiful. <laughs> um, okay. It's huge, right? Absolutely huge. So group relating is 
a huge part of um of what we actually need to do as real work for ourselves this is a hundred percent the the um, intention behind the the six month retreat that Catherine and I are running. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'll be back happily um, over the weekend and also on Monday. There's just so much more to talk about. I've got some other techniques that I want to share, some questions that I want to answer that are really important and hopefully you can enjoy them over the weekend. So much love to you guys. <laughs>